Hey there, everyone. My name is Ryan Panessa. I'm the Director of Worship Arts here at New Life Bible Fellowship. And you also may know me as Rachel's husband. That's what I. That's my most favorite uh, actual association at this time. You also might know me as that dude who like has a beard that sings and plays guitar. Uh, yeah, those I probably have other titles or names or way people know me, but that's probably the way you know me. But anyway, uh, welcome to our First Peter devotionals. I believe this is day six. Uh, if it is not, double check the numbers, and then you can be like, Ryan, it was day 15. And I'll be like, wow, that's amazing. But uh, the whole point of it all is, is that we're going through the book of First Peter, uh, the first chapter of First Peter, actually, uh, as of right now. And I've been assigned vo- verses 17 to 19. And uh, I'm going to read it now out of the ESV standard. So if you get your Bible out, whether it's on tablet like this or on pages and trees, you can go ahead and grab that. All right, so verse 17, uh, 1 Peter, first uh, chapter, verse 17. And if you call on him as father, who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited by your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. Okay, so there are multiple things to notice here, uh, and many points of theology to discuss, and we're not going to get to them all. Uh, so I'm totally going to just try and cover them briefly, uh, some things briefly. There are many more. But one thing I want to encourage you in is when you read the Bible, read it with the entirety of Scripture in mind. Uh, The Bible was written by people through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and trust me, God stayed on message. So, like I said, we won't be able to get to everything, but uh, check out commentaries uh, on this passage and uh, other Bible study tools to get the most out of it, and your own study of the Bible. You can do this at home. It's not something you have to listen to uh, me or a, a pastor or a preacher to understand the Bible. You can do it. And there are many ways uh, to do that at home. All right. One of the big things to note is what Peter means by exile and exiles. Uh, There's a lot of interpretations uh, here. I shouldn't two main ones. One is that he's simply speaking to particular Jews in modern day Turkey. Uh, The other one is uh, that he's speaking to Christians in exile on earth, Uh, that our true residence is in heaven, that we are citizens of heaven, and thus in exile while we're here. Uh, this is likely a combination of both. Uh, we're mostly, he's most likely is talking to those Jews in modern-day Turkey, but he's also speaking in a larger context to Christians in exile here. Um, you can confirm this by passages such as Philippians 3.20, Hebrews 11.13, Hebrews 13 and 4, uh, I'm sorry, 13 verse 14. Uh, they have similar thought pattern in our exile here on earth. Uh, So definitely check that out to understand that a little bit more. But the next thing I want to note is the word fear. Now, this one's a big one. What do you think of when you're afraid of something? What's the thing that scares you the most? All right, so now that you're thinking of the spiders and the snakes and the the cliffs and the, the heights, know that that's not what we're discussing here. It's not the same type of fear. 
Uh, this is more of a reverent, respectful fear. There isn't really a word for this in Greek, so most editors include this as kind of a flavor to get the idea of what is being spoke of, spoken of here. But it's most likely this, and that could be a little bit narrow even. It could be a little broader than that, but most likely we're talking about a respectful, reverent fear rather than a phobia or a spirit of fear. And we know that in Christ we're not given a spirit of fear, and God's perfect love casts out all fear. So this is definitely a different type. Um, even think about it this way, we should fear what our lives uh, and our deeds say about the condition of our heart and what we believe and where our hope is. So according to this passage, God judges impartially. He doesn't play favorites and he doesn't give different rules for different people. So while we're not saved by our works, our works will be judged. All right, so let's let's get down to the crux of this. The, the biggest thing to note in the passage is why. Why in the world should we fear God? What's the whole point of that? Why uh, should we even be looking at this? Peter emphasizes our position here with poignant language to anyone who's got the idea of the worth of precious metals, okay? He talks about gold and silver. Now, as most of you know, I got married about two years ago, and uh, as a lot of men find out when they're about to get engaged, gold and diamonds are expensive. Uh, I think I found myself in sticker shock uh, more often than any other time in my life, and I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, okay, so it's a piece of metal. Why... <laughs> But the whole point is we have different value systems for things here on earth. And, and precious metals are valuable because they're, some of them are durable. Some of them are beautiful. Uh, precious rocks are valuable. Uh, are, for some reason, paper is valuable because we say it is. But there are things that are valuable here on earth. Peter puts these in stark contrast and says they are absolutely worthless compared to the blood of Jesus Christ. That's something to spend your time on. <laughs> Think about how much God values you. He's saying, Peter's saying, based on the price that Christ paid for us, there is nothing on earth that can possibly live up to that, that can possibly match that worth. It's eternal in its significance, it's precious, and Jesus paid it willingly to bring us into the family of God. You are without price to God. And there is no cost he wouldn't pay to bring you to his side. So what does that mean for us? What, what does it say for the way we act, the things we value while we're here on earth? I'll tell you, we should, leave, we should live meaningful lives. And we should leave aside things that serve only ourselves. According to God's plan and the works he's prepared for us in advance to do, we should live pure and holy lives. And discuss this in the last devotional. And we should do it with joy because we are highly prized and valued by the Almighty God. The reverent awe is a natural response to the incalculable price that God paid for us. Let me pray for you.
Father God, we cannot begin to understand. We cannot begin to value the price you paid for us. You sent your son to die a horrible death to pay the price for our sin, to bridge the gap that we had created between us and you. Lord, our response to this has to be measured with that in mind. And God, you know that we are not perfect and that we are made of dust. But thank you, God, for making allowance for that. Inspire us, encourage us, empower us to live the lives that you have planned for us to live. Let us do the works you prepared in advance for us to do, God. Let us do them with joy. Let us live pure and holy lives as you empower us to do. And Father, let us learn more of you as we do this and let us enjoy you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for joining me for this devotion. And continue to uh, watch and or listen to these. And if you haven't checked out our live stream for Sunday morning, uh, definitely go to newlifetucson.com and click on the live stream button. Or if you're watching here on YouTube, go to our YouTube page and click on our Sunday morning service. Once again, thanks for joining me. Have a great day.